What's up, Warriors, and welcome to Warrior Life Podcast number 385. I am Buck Green, in for Jeff Anderson this week, and today I want to talk about something that I think is a little lacking in today's online culture, and that's online sales etiquette. Are you ready? Then let's talk how not to be a jerk when buying and selling online. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. All right, we're back. This is Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson. Uh, I buy and sell a lot of things online. Chances are good that you at least buy things online. Um, I have an online uh, Etsy store and an online eBay store. I've had uh, eBay for years and years and years. Uh, During the pandemic, I actually used eBay to buy many, many things I needed because Amazon started shipping only essentials, you know, because they were so strained from the the shipping uh, because everyone was using Amazon so they didn't have to go out. And uh, eBay was how I managed to get the things I needed because unlike Amazon, eBay is decentralized. It's a network of individual sellers. So whereas Amazon can say, well, we're just not going to ship anything except, you know, Two months from now, you might get it. But unless it's a household essential, we're not shipping it because we have too much shipping going on right now. Well, an eBay seller is just an individual. He needs to make his money, so he's going to ship to you. So I bought you know, everything from household goods to food to all kinds of stuff on eBay. I have a high regard for these selling platforms, having done them for so long. And for many, many years, back in the days of internet forums where they would have buying and selling sections of the forums, uh, I used to buy and sell there, too. Over the years, I realized that there's a kind of unspoken etiquette of online sales. There's a way basically not to be a jerk and how to spot people who are jerks. Uh, Because there's a lot of annoying things that people do when it comes to buying and selling online. And we're talking about money. I'm not trying to come across like a money grubber, but let's face it. Everybody needs money. If you're selling things online, especially, chances are good you don't really want to sell them. You're trying to make money. Or in my case, I have a side business, a side hustle, if you will, selling things on Etsy and on eBay. Um, And so when you're selling, you need the money. When you're buying and you want a good or service, you want that thing promptly. You don't want to get ripped off. You want to get value for your money. Um, I don't know anybody who can just afford to be lighting cigars off $100 bills. Uh, we all have a certain expectation when it comes to buying and selling online. Unfortunately, there are people who either were never taught the etiquette of buying and selling like a grown-up, or they don't care, or one or the other. I'd like to think more often than not, it's just simply not realizing how these things affect other people. But the fact is, if you want to avoid being a jerk, or you want to spot jerkish behavior in other people so that you can avoid doing business with them in the future, um, you know, or if you see them interacting with someone online and you think to yourself, well, I don't want that to be me. Here are five things that I think are some of the biggest missteps. They're not all of them by any stretch, but some of the biggest missteps that people make when they're buying and selling uh, knives and self-defense tools and everything else. Now, I, I highlighted knives specifically because of all the things that I buy. Probably the single most frequent one is knives. Let's let's face it, when you have the sort of the knife bug, you, you probably end up with a drawer or a toolbox, or in my case, many toolboxes full of knives. It just never stops. I've been buying knives all my life. I've probably sold many times over more knives than I own now, and I own so many knives. 
when I die, whoever goes through my storage uh, locker and my, my toolboxes full of stuff, they're going to find treasures beyond imagination. <laughs> stuff that I've forgotten I even own. You know, Have you ever done that? You buy something, you put it away, you forget that you have it, you buy something again, and you realize you just bought a duplicate of something you already had. It's It happens more often than I might like to admit. But I think when it comes to online sales etiquette, there are certain things, certain rules you should follow. And uh, number one of the, those rules is something that happened to me just recently. I have an eBay store and I posted on Instagram because there's a there's a weird cross-pollination when it comes to online sales and Instagram. Instagram has a thriving tactical community, not just of people who enjoy everyday carry self-defense and, and, and uh, utility accessories, but of people who are sort of innovating and making. There's a lot of makers on Instagram, people who produce stuff. So networking with those people is fun. It, it shows you what's on the market. You make new friends. Uh, there's a lot of really great people on there. And the problem is that sometimes the people that you interact with on that community, they don't all have the same understanding of online sales etiquette that you would like them to have. And I'd like to believe, as someone whose beard is white, <laughs> I would like to believe that this is a function sometimes of just generational differences that some of the younger people of today, because, you know, you, I am 50 years old and there are people on Instagram that I'm interacting with who are practically children compared to me. You know, they're adults, they're legal adults, but they're very, very young. And so maybe they just weren't taught these things. So on my eBay store, uh, there are several listings that have the option where you can make an offer for less money than what the listing is for. This allows me to negotiate with prospective buyers. They get a deal and I get a sale because they might not choose to buy at a higher price. The problem is sometimes people will make offers that are just plain insulting. So I uh, had a listing for an item that sells between $20 and $30. I know exactly what that item cost me to produce. I know that it cost me $8 to ship it priority because I ship everything priority. Um, that's baked into the price, you know, so uh, everything, all my listings have free shipping on them. The price incorporates that $8. But the, the item itself also has cost of materials. Uh, in this case, it was a knife and a sheath. The knife has a cost associated with it. The sheath has less cost, but Kydex is pretty cheap. The rivets for Kydex are actually really expensive compared to the component cost of anything else that I sell. So I have a knife, I have a Kydex sheath that I made for the knife. There's um, the cost of your effort and time involved in putting that all together, packing it and shipping it, right? So if the cost for this item is 30 bucks, if I say, I, I post that on Instagram, make me an offer, here's my listings, go ahead, I'll, you know, I'll look at your offers, Let's let's work out a deal. That's a way to draw up some sales. So this guy looks at my my uh, listing for an item that costs between twenty and thirty dollars. I can tell you that there's a certain level at which I break even, and then beyond that, anything is profit. And I know what that level is. That that pricing varies depending on the item, but in order to at least make a profit, I've got to sell that item for probably uh, $9, $10, $10, maybe $15, $16 to break even, and anything beyond that is profit. This guy makes me an offer for $1. <laughs> now, eBay lets you go back and forth with somebody making different offers, but when you make an offer for something that costs 30 bucks and you offer $1, that doesn't even cover the cost of shipping it to you to give it away. If I say, I'm giving this away, you pay shipping, you'd have to pay me, what is it, $7.90 for a flat rate uh, priority mail shipping envelope. It's it's like seven ninety five. I think the price has been fluctuating a little recently, which is weird. 
But anyway, about eight bucks. So you're not even offering me an eighth of the cost to give this away to you and ship it to you. Um, even if I were to drop it into a first rate, uh, a first class envelope, which when it comes to all our postal system is a lot like digging a hole in the backyard and just chucking the item in there and burying it. If you send something to anyone first class postage, they might get it eventually. We have this third world postal system now, but anytime you complain that they keep raising the prices, they're like, well, you still get better service than they do in outer Uganda, so don't complain, you peasant. But anyway, uh, so I wrote him back. I, I rejected the $1 offer, and I said, look, if you're going to be a jerk, don't shop with me in the future. And he got all butthurt. Turns out this was a guy that was actually following me on Instagram and who I was following. So he posts on Instagram that I was mean to him, but only after blocking me, which I thought was very cowardly. But I got to thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I bet this guy just doesn't understand the etiquette of online sales. He might be quite young and doesn't get it. So rule number one of online sales and negotiating those sales is don't make insultingly low offers. You've got to remember the person selling that item is probably not looking to sell it at a loss unless they're incredibly desperate. They're, they're looking to hopefully at least break even and better yet make a profit. That's why they're selling that thing. They need the money. So yes, you might be able to take advantage of somebody's desperation in order to get a really good price on an item, but you still can't expect them to lose money selling it to you. Again, unless they're super, super desperate. But in this case, no one's so desperate as to sell something at a price so low that they would have to pay money to ship it. So, you know, rule number one, if you're going to make an offer, that's fine. Keep it reasonable. That's why you'll see people say, no reasonable offer refused. They're allowing for the fact that some people make unreasonable and insulting offers. Don't be a jerk. It's that simple. All right. Rule number two, and this is this happens on both sides of the equation, don't kill sales. What I mean by that is if you see someone trying to sell something, do not step in and interfere with their sale. If you don't want to buy that thing, fine, don't buy that thing. But let's say I post a knife for sale online, uh, you know, in a social, like on Facebook. I make a Facebook post. I've got this thing that I'm selling. And uh, if, if I were to do that and you came along and you posted, oh, these are garbage, don't buy them. Well, you're killing my sale. That's rude. You're being a jerk. Just leave it be. Now, you could choose to step in and it would be ethical to do so if you saw an obvious scam. So, for example, I, I was in a Karambit group on Facebook and there were one of these one of these dodgy overseas sellers who they like to post these items for sale, but they'll never tell you the price. They want you to, to direct message them so they can talk to you about the price. And that's probably so they can you know rip you off and modulate their prices based on the mark they have going at the moment and you know see how much they can squeeze out of you. In this case though, not only was it one of those dodgy overseas sellers doing that, but the the item was commonly available. You can get these karambits really easily. In fact, at Warrior Life, we've even done posts about the very same karambit. It's easy to get. It's a decent knife. There's nothing wrong with the knife. But I could tell from this guy's behavior in the group, he's like, "Oh, DM me for price." I'm like why is that? I can show you a listing on Amazon for this right now. You know, I can show you uh, the sale listing at Warrior Life right now, which is a lower price. Why are you being so cagey about it? Well, it's because it's a ripoff. So if you were to post in that thread, this is a ripoff, these items are widely available, then there's no reason you shouldn't do that. But for the most part, killing people's sales is really rude. It would be like walking into a gun store and a guy goes up to the counter 
and he says to the 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 gun shop guy, "I want to I want to look at that Taurus revolver." And you're standing there snorting and going, "Ugh, Taurus revolvers, those are garbage. You don't want to buy that." Well, him having that preference that you don't happen to share and buying it from a guy who's legally selling it to him, that doesn't affect you. It's just rude to kill a sale in that guy's store. And honestly, you'd be lucky to just get thrown out of that store if you ever did that. So I have a lot of fond memories of, of shopping at a local sole proprietor gun shop. And I, I say sole proprietor because there's those little local hole-in-the-wall gun shops that are owned by like one dude or a couple of guys. And, and then there's chain stores where you, you can buy guns. It's a very impersonal experience. You know, like back when uh, there, I, I think all the Gander Mountains went out of business in this area, if not nationwide. But back when you used to go to Gander Mountain, it, it's the it's the Walmart of shopping for guns. Walmart used to be the Walmart of shopping for guns until they stopped largely selling guns. But I would go to Gander Mountain and it was such a, a bleh experience. You know, that most of the people didn't know what, it was like that classic, uh, uh, parks and Recreation thing where Ron Swanson goes into the hardware store and the guy's like, can I help you, sir? And Ron Swanson just goes, I know more than you. Well, you know, when when one of us goes into a gun store, chances are good that we know more than the guy behind the counter if it's one of those stupid chain sporting goods stores. But man, those old gun stores with like the one really wise old dude who's been into guns his whole life and so he has a small gun store those are so much fun to hang out in i miss that i used to go to one the guy's name was paul my father and i used to go there all the time he had this little hole in the wall shop in the small town where i grew up he had a, a cast iron pot belly stove to heat the shop I, I kid you not that's that was sitting in the middle of the store and the the sentence that paul used most often was don't snap the guns he hated it if you dry fired one of the guns he would get very angry um, and I learned a lot about the etiquette of shopping in a gun store from just hanging around in that store with my father while he was window shopping or talking to Paul or, or buying guns. He bought a lot of guns over time. I remember what that store smelled like. It was the smell of the potbelly stove and gun oil and, you know, just very, very manly, manly sense. But boy, if you had ever killed a sale in Paul's shop, I think he might hit you. <laughs> He would he would not have reacted positively. So don't do something online that you'd get smacked for doing it in person is my point. Don't don't kill sales. All right. Number three, this one is a little more subtle and it's something that has driven me nuts on more than one occasion. Don't express interest in something and then immediately throw your phone in a lake. I. I hate it when you're trying to communicate with somebody and they just stop responding completely. Like, look, man, we're having a conversation. Could you just complete that conversation with me? So if somebody posts something for sale, if you if you comment and you say, oh, I, I, I'm interested, everyone else looking at that conversation thinks the item is spoken for. Sometimes you'll get people go, hey, if he doesn't want it, I'll buy it, you know, if, if they're desperate for whatever you're selling. But in most cases, if someone is selling something and you express interest, everyone else looking will decide that the item is spoken for and so they will stop shopping. Well, you are now obligated to follow up with the seller and either let him know that you don't want the item or buy the item. And you need to do it quickly because he's then put in a position to be a jerk no matter what he does. If you express interest and then go away for the day and don't get back to him until late in the evening because, you I don't know, you had to go to work, you've just uh, killed his sale effectively he either has to sell to somebody who is willing to fork over the money now or wait to hear back from you for some undetermined amount of time, which could be a really long time. No matter what he does, he's going to come out looking like a jerk to somebody. 
So don't put people in that position. If you are interested in an item, follow up with them right away. Either let them know you do want it and pay for it, for it or let them know you don't after you've talked to them. But, you know, work it out right now. Don't just express interest and then stop responding to messages for eight hours because nothing could be more obnoxious. It's obnoxious for the seller. It's obnoxious for other potential buyers. You don't want to be that guy. That brings me to number four, pay immediately. Again, when somebody is selling something, chances are good they need the money. If someone agrees to buy an item, they are obligated to pay for it and pay for it promptly. If I say, hey man, I'll buy that, I go, great, the cost is XYZ and here's how you pay me. If you then keep me waiting to get paid for two weeks, that's a jerk move. You know, and I've had that happen to me. I've had had that happen where people have agreed to buy something and then they take forever to pay. And you don't want to be a jerk and keep reminding them. But after a while, like especially when someone says, oh, I'll pay you tomorrow morning and tomorrow morning comes and goes and they still haven't paid you. So when you make arrangements to, to buy something, pay right away unless you've made specific arrangements like, hey, I, I can't pay you till I get paid next week. Is that OK? If he says, yeah, that's fine. When payday comes, pay promptly. Don't make them chase you. You don't want to be that guy. Always pay promptly unless you make other arrangements. And then when the, the time frame for the other arrangements comes around, make sure they don't have to chase you around to get their money. Um, frankly, if it's that big a problem to buy something, you probably shouldn't have been buying it in the first place. And if look, I know that sometimes circumstances change. So let's say you agree to buy this knife from some guy for 60 bucks next Thursday when you get paid. Next Thursday comes something has come up, you realize I cannot afford that $60. It's going to put a hole in my budget. Just tell them, say, hey, man, I'm really sorry. Something has come up. Please, if you can, sell this to somebody else. I, I don't have the money. I'll still buy it from you when I do have the money if you happen to have it. But please, if you can, sell it to someone else and I'll check back with you when I do have the money. That's the honorable way to handle that. He may be disappointed, but at least you're dealing with him honestly. And then finally, number five, if you were the seller, Ship as quickly as possible. Don't keep people waiting for their stuff because when people buy things, they're eager to get it. They're excited to get it. Don't keep them waiting. Just, you know, do your do your part in the transaction and ship that item. I, I have a tendency sometimes to even ship before I get paid if I know I can trust the person. That's a gamble. Um, you know, when, when someone informally agrees to buy something, you... If you trust them and they're good for it, then that's one thing. Sometimes you can put people in a bad position. If you think that you're doing them a favor, but then maybe their circumstances changed and they hadn't paid you yet, but you also hadn't shipped anything to them yet, and it wasn't a unique item like in, a, in the case of an online store, just use your best judgment. But when you do ship things, ship them quickly. All right, so to review our five points of buying and selling knives and other things online, uh, number one, don't make insultingly low offers make reasonable offers. Number two, don't kill people's sales. Don't interfere in other people's selling unless you see a scam happening. Number three, don't express interest in an item and then stop communicating with the person. You're now you're on the hook. You're obligated to let them know what's going on. Number four, when you buy something, pay immediately for it unless you make other arrangements that the seller has agreed to. And number five, when you're the seller, ship quickly or you know when you're trading, whatever. Don't keep people waiting. These seem like pretty simple points to me, but you would be amazed how many people online don't understand them. And as a result, they either come across like jerks, or if you don't understand that these things are happening, you can get taken in by jerks and people are jerks to you. And this is probably a record for saying the word jerk a number of times in a podcast. <laughs> 
All right, that's going to about do it for this week. I hope you find this useful, and hopefully it will lead to better and more pleasant and more plentiful online sales for you in the future. Uh, This has been uh, the Warrior Life Podcast. I have been Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson. Until next time, prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.